Welcome to the NRSNG.com podcast. This is John Haas, RN, CCRN. Today we are talking critical thinking and care plans. Wait, 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 wait. Before you turn off this podcast and run away because you hate those two words, I want you to give this one a listen. I want you to sit back. I want you to listen to this one. We're talking with Katie Kleber, RN, CCRN with NRSNG.com and NurseIroll.com. And we're talking about what exactly is critical thinking? What are nursing care plans and how to make the two kind of coalesce into one and how to make the two really work for you and how to have them really make sense. You guys, we have an awesome post about this. It's about 5,000 words. We have a ton of resources there, videos, downloads, everything you need to get care plans and critical thinking really working because once you listen to this, you're going to realize how the two really roll into one. That post is over at nrsng.com slash critical thinking. That's nrsng.com slash critical thinking. Now, I also want to tell you guys, there's actually a thunderstorm going on outside right now while me and Katie are talking on the phone. Um, So during the episode, you might hear some thunder and a little bit of interruption with that. Apologize for that, you guys. I hope it doesn't uh, get in the way too much, but I really appreciate you guys listening to the show. Thank you so much for being a part of this NRSNG community. Head over to nrsng.com slash critical thinking. You guys, this one's going to blow you away. This whole post, you really need to take a minute to head over there, read that entire post when you have it some time, take some notes, print the downloads, and watch the videos. It's really going to help you guys. So without further ado, let's roll into the episode. All right, today we have a, a really good episode. I'm, I'm talking today with Katie Kleber, uh, and we're going to be talking about critical thinking. I know it's almost like a four-letter word in nursing school. And I, I remember as a nursing student how annoyed I would get every time a, uh, an instructor said critical thinking because I feel like it was just left at that. It's like, you got to critically think as a nurse. And it's like, okay, well, I, I feel like I have a, a pretty decent brain in my head. Uh, tell me what that means. Like, why am I not? What am I missing? What's going on here? So today we're going to talk with uh, with Katie. She's put a lot of kind of research in the last couple weeks into exactly what this means and kind of deconstructing critical thinking and how it applies to nursing specifically so that we could give you guys something better than just saying you need to critically think or make sure you're critically thinking or it's really important to nursing. And so what she's done is she's really broken it down and she's going to lay it out for you guys on the NRSNG blog in a series of, I think, like eight blog posts, several videos, several podcasts, just to make sure you guys really understand what critically thinking is. And what she kind of uncovered is something really interesting. We're going to talk about that later, is how critically thinking really applies to the other four-letter word in nursing school, which is care plans. Um, so, Katie, tell us, what is critical thinking and why, why, what did you discover when doing this? First of all, I just have to say how much I love that they're both four letter words because (laughs) I felt the same way Mm -hmm. in nursing school that critical thinking, it's like the word that they say when they don't know what to say. (laughs) I don't know. And then the care plans, I felt like it was like, this is a task that is just so not straightforward. Mm -hmm. And I don't know they're coming up with these things and I don't even, I don't even know where they're coming. Like, you know, I don't know. So did you ever, did you ever get your care plans back and be like, what? Like what? WTF. What? <laughs> yes, I did because I would spend forever on it mm-hmm. and then turn it in, think it's great. And then red marks everywhere. Yeah, like, I don't and even I, know what you're saying. Yeah. Like I, I, but you know what I realized when I, especially 
in nursing school, but the, or not really in nursing school. I didn't realize this in nursing school, but care plans are not like other, th- like um, if you think about some of your other stuff you study for in nursing school, it's kind of straightforward. Like, you know, here's, I study this, this, and it has this answer. And I have, um, or even all your other courses, you know, you memorize things and you learn kind of concepts, but this is like creating a care plan is like pulling from every little thing that you know, create this plan for the patient. And when you haven't seen a ton of patients, it is incredibly difficult to do that. And it's not one of those tasks that you, it takes you 20 minutes and you check it off or even like a paper, like I know, uh, essays and research papers, it's like, it takes time and you have to write stuff out. But even that is a little bit more, I feel like a lot more straightforward than a care plan. Um, cause it's just, you have to think critically about (laughs) what makes the most sense for this patient. Um, And one of the things I really learned was, so you have, you do have the two things. You have the critical thinking, which, which is, Hey, I notice a problem and I'm going to think about my nursing knowledge of what the best way to address this problem and consider all things about the clinical clinical picture and what I can do as a nurse before calling the physician and involving others. What can I do and think critically to work through this issue to get the best case scenario for the patient or a deal with this? Um, and then adding that piece with care plans. There's a bit of overlap definitely that I noticed that I didn't realize until I was really researching both of them. Um, when you think about care plans, it's like, okay, I have my patient that has this medical diagnosis. I, I'm not an, I'm a physician and I couldn't make the medical diagnosis, but what's a really important aspect of their recovery and them getting out of the hospital and their discharge plan is me looking at their medical diagnosis, their, their issues going on with them. And what are some big priorities for this patient that we have to progress through to get them out of the hospital? And it's it takes critical thinking to really figure that stuff out and the best way to address those issues. And, and I realized that care plans and critical thinking is really an aspect of being a successful nurse, um, working as a nurse for a while you with those nurses that are just trying to get through their shift. They don't care about getting the patient up to walk, even though the doctor wants them to, they don't care about weaning them off their IV pain meds or, or meeting goals. They're just trying to get through the shift. And technically they got all their meds passed. They answered questions and blah, 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 but they didn't progress the patient. And you have to have a plan and, um, like, you know, um, ways to progress the patient to getting out of the hospital sooner. And the way you do that is with a care plan. And the way that you come up with a care plan is you think critically. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I, Again. no, absolutely. You know, and one thing that you and I have talked about, Katie, as we've been talking about this subject is that idea that like, when you have more time working on the floor and working with patients, it's like you walk into a patient's room and within two minutes, you know, everything that you're going to do. And it's at that point, too, that we start to really laugh about how instructors made us do care plans. They're so pointless, you know. But I think that what we miss is that we've actually kind of crossed that line of like care plans just come naturally to us at that point, you know. Mm -hmm. So what is this process? How does somebody get to that point of like their critical thinking just flows into planning, planning care and it just happens like that? Well, it's something I think that you have to 
pay attention to these things that you're already, you know, you, you have a patient that had a hip surgery and okay, you're learning and report about your patient, or maybe you're learning the night before because you're going into clinical the next day. Well, what's, what's going to be really important? Let's stop and think instead of just go to our, our medications and go to this and go to that. Let's stop and think just casually. Hey, hold on. My patient, they broke their hip. You know what? It's going to be really important that they do not fall because that can mess up their hip replacement or their whatever surgery or if they had a surgery or whatever. So I got to try to figure out what I can do to keep this, this guy from falling. Let's, and, and I think what people get tripped up on is the, the terminology, the, this, and, and it makes, you know, it's, I think it's, and one thing I realized is it's important to have this standardized terminology mm-hmm. because I went to nursing school in Iowa. I practiced in Illinois and in North Carolina. It's all the same terminology, which is wonderful. But I think, uh, nursing in nursing school, you get so tripped up on getting it, giving it the right words and having it sound perfect. But I think what really can help nursing students get this, understand this more is, Get out your care plan, te- care plan temp- template, and a lot of nursing schools, I think, have their own. But write it out, and but don't worry about the words. Like, okay, I want to, I, I don't want to fall, so no falls. And you know, like trying to just not worry about how fancy it sounds, but it's just like, okay, I want to prevent this guy from falling. And okay, you know, haven't breaking your hip hurts. It's probably gonna have some pain. You know, like just trying to think about it in a way that, um, you're not getting tripped up about the, uh, the specific terminology. Cause I think that's the big hang up. And it's, mm-hmm. if you can first get to the point where you can identify the issues without necessarily having to use that specific terminology and then go back and say, okay, so he's got a bunch of, he's, he's got a bunch of pain. Um, so I think that would probably be a good thing to focus on. All right. So let me go back to my Nanda, um, international book and okay. Uh, acute pain related to hip fracture as evidenced by, you know, like report self-report of pain grimacing when walking, you know, like those kind of things. Like you can, I feel like if you work that way, it helps that, that come together because I think a lot of nurse, a lot of this stuff is just common sense, but mm-hmm. we don't realize, you know, common sense isn't common, <laughs> but it's like, you know, you don't realize you're doing it. And like when we get out as nurses, uh, we hate writing our care plans at the end of the shift, but it's like, we've been doing it the whole shift. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we still have to, some people still struggle with getting the right words that they need to put it in there. Um, but it doesn't mean they're not doing it. And that's the challenge is, is really trying to, and I think that's the best way to approach it in nursing school. Think about the patient, but don't freak out about getting the right words right away. You know, think about realistically what is going on and then think about your priority diagnoses or, you know, or it, what's, what are the three or four big issues going on with this patient? Why are those, what, what are those, what does that have to do with? So they've got pain, but why do they have pain? Um, he's a high fall risk, but why is he a high fall risk? You know, that's your related to factor. And then what are you seeing that is telling you this? You're as evidenced by your, um, all right, he's, I know he's in pain because the guy just told me he was <laughs> <laughs> patient report of pain. You know, it doesn't. So it's that those kinds of things. If, if you can try and like break it up like that, I think it makes it 
flow a lot smoother. But it is important, I think, for st- students to know that this is, shouldn't be easy. You haven't seen a lot of patients. This should be challenging and something that you can't check off right away because you really have to see a lot of patients, um, understand, hey, I've seen a bunch of guys that have had hip fractures. You know, they're really unsteady on their feet and they really have a lot of pain and they really have maybe constipation or they have um, anxiety or whatever, you know, and, and a, a realistic expectation of uh, you know what their normal interventions would be. You know, you got to see a decent amount of those kind of patients before you can get this amazing plan together. Sure. And I, so your first recommendation is forget about Nanda, forget about Nick, forget about Nock, and just go, <laughs> yes. go to common sense, go to, um, even though I don't have a lot of experience with a hip fracture patient, you know, what would this patient be going through? You know, the pain or, you know, the um, uh, impaired skin integrity or a risk for impaired. Um, so those are the things that you, you just need to start thinking about first. So you, you say, okay, what would this patient naturally be going through? And then from there, you're saying kind of work backwards. Okay, well, how can I prevent that pain? How can I reduce that pain? How can I prevent skin integrity issues? And then from there, you just kind of start filling in the blanks. So I, that's what I would do. What am I going to do during my shift to do that? And then what do I hope happens because of that? And then once exactly. you've done that, it's like you can fill in the boxes on the care plan. Is that right? And I think too, absolutely, yeah. And I think that a lot of and one thing I've noticed too, just working as a nurse, but then looking back at care plan stuff, there's a few pretty standard, common ones that apply to most patients. And I'm sure you'll agree the um, the high fall risk, mm-hmm. the skin integrity, um, uh, fluid imbalance, um, pain. Those are you know those are some big ones that. A lot. I would argue most patients that are in the hospital are having an issue with some of those. So I think it'd be good to familiarize yourself with mm-hmm. those. Oh, familiarize yeah. the ones that are the heavy hitters. That it's like, oh yeah, most patients in the hospital are fall risks because maybe they had an injury, maybe they were confused, or maybe blah blah blah. And if you get familiar with the, you know, inter the can, you know, the interventions. Like I, I mean, I'm sure you could too name off all the fall risk ones. Like that was one thing I did not have to look up when I was writing these <laughs> articles. It's like non-skin socks, our increased hourly rounding, have a room patient. Uh, room by the nurse's station, mm-hmm. you know, bed alarm on, call light within reach. I, I mean, because I remember that because all our, pa- you know, all the neuro all ICU patients are fall risks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would really recommend getting familiarized with those um, very common ones. Yeah, for sure. And, I, and so let's, let's uh, to try to help students, let's talk about, you know, maybe what you, I guess, as an experienced nurse, would do, um, let's say you, you walk into a patient's room who has heart failure. Okay. So that's all, that's all, you know, at this point, you walk into a patient's room who has heart failure, walk us through, you know, your critical thinking and then how that's going to apply to, uh, the nursing care plan. And Katie hasn't practiced before. I'm throwing it at her right now. So you walk into a heart failure room, walk (laughs) us through how this is going to go, you know? So Rather than just being, you know, that nursing student like deer in the headlights of it's just it's a blanket patient. You know, now you with several years experience, you're walking in there with with all this background information. What does the critical thinking and care plan process look like for you? So, yeah, and I think um, so what I'll do, what I would normally do if I know this patient is a heart failure patient. You know, it's really important to know that diagnosis. And then one of the things that nurses do is, you know, you you think of your care plan 
after you have all of the pieces in front of you of the puzzle. So you go in the room and you do an assessment. Mm -hmm. You look at your chart, and this is after you've gotten a report. So you have all these little indicators. So it's not like, you know, it's like, hey, create a care plan for blank patient. Um, You know, it's really important that you, before you jump into that, do your assessment first. Um, talk to the patient first. Uh, you know, those kinds of things are really important to make sure that you're doing. So that's what I would do is I would, okay, I got report from John. Let's say he's a heart failure patient um, that, uh, what do I want to say about him that report-wise, that is um, on a Bumix drip and maybe he's in the ICU or something like that and um, has a history of AFib or, you know, like those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. So I'll go in the room. Okay, so I really think if someone has um, heart failure, they're probably going to not have great um, um, fluid balance. Um, And so there's a couple. So, you know, if they have heart failure and what I know about the pathophysiology about heart failure is there's um, too much fluid. Right. So I'm going to look at my nursing diagnosis book and I'm going to look at my different diagnoses that have to do with fluid. And I'm pretty sure there is one that is like fluid volume overload. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure there's one. So that's that would probably be my priority nursing diagnosis because the biggest deal, whether I do all the other stuff, and the reason this guy's in the hospital is heart failure. Mm -hmm. And if we can work with whatever the physician has ordered to progress this guy um, with his heart failure to get him out of the hospital, that's the biggest impact I'm going to make. So I would probably go with fluid volume um, overload related to heart failure. Um, as evidenced by, and then I would go do my assessment, you know, probably something his, he'd probably have abnormal lung sounds. He'd probably have, um, you know, plus however, Mm -hmm. edema too much, you know, his, INOs wouldn't be equal. He'd have too much. He'd probably positive Mm -hmm. however many liters or whatever. Um, So that would be my big one. And I would really focus on that. And what kind of interventions can I do to make sure that I'm addressing those kinds of those issues? Um, You know, make sure I'm giving his meds um, appropriately. I'm maybe restricting his fluids um, and educating him appropriately. Uh, You know, those kinds of things and evaluating. Did I do these things or not? I'm sorry, implementation is, did I do these things or not? And then evaluation, how did it go? Was it really tough to keep this guy restricted on fluids? Um, You know, maybe one of my interventions is going to be ambulating frequently to the bathroom to go to the, to empty his bladder as frequently as possible if he doesn't have a Foley catheter or something like that. Um, You know, those kinds of things. So that's probably what I, that's how I would, is really, okay, what is the diagnosis? And what are some big issues that have to go with that diagnosis? And you're really, and it's not easy. You're going to have to pull onto your pathophysiology knowledge, your med surge course knowledge, Mm -hmm. maybe pulling out those kinds of books and looking at that disease process and what kind of things go along with that. So, So like you said in the beginning, I think what makes care plans so frustrating as a student is, you have a very minimal knowledge of heart failure and you've maybe only taken care of two patients, never for a full 12 hour shift. And so you don't even see what's that Umex strip going to even do. What's the, what's the end result of that? Why am I restricting? Like he says, he's really thirsty. Shouldn't I give him some water? You know? And so you, you don't see the full course of this stuff. 
Um, and so it's okay to be frustrated by these care plans. It's okay to be really agitated by them because the knowledge that you have at this point is very limited. And then your full scope of being able to see everything is very limited where, you know, in Katie's situation and, and why this, this transition you have to when critical thinking just starts happening naturally that, I mean, that doesn't happen because you learn how to think better. It happens because you have a better base knowledge and you start to understand more. You see, you see a heart failure patient from day one to the day they're released. Um, and so you really start to see this whole picture and so I think, yeah, I mean, this critical thinking goes with these care plans so much because, uh, you know, it's getting that full picture together. Like, I'm not just doing some things for some random patient. I'm doing specific things for a heart failure patient that had presented with all those symptoms. Um, yeah, and I think uh, one thing I compare this to is, like, think about, too, like, um, a medical student, and they're going through learning how to become a doctor. And when they're trying to figure out how am I going to maybe diagnose this patient, you know, at the beginning, it's really challenging because mm -hmm. they haven't seen a ton of heart failure patients. They haven't seen a ton of patients with, you know, a stroke or a, an MI or whatever, fractured femur or something, uh, although that one's kind of straightforward. <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, okay, it takes a while to look at all the diagnostics look at look at the full clinical picture and then get to this conclusion it is it, it's it's really looking at this big picture and pulling apart the the important things and it takes experience mm -hmm. to figure out what those important things are so of course it, it's expected at the beginning that this is going to take time and that learning curve is there because you haven't seen all these patients so i think that's really important that students know um, because for me i didn't know that i didn't know i thought that it was one of those things like you should get this right away. Why don't you get this? Like, what? This is should be straightforward. And there was maybe one or two in the classroom that could really kind of pick stuff out a little bit easier. Um, but other than that, we all were pretty much struggling with care mm -hmm. plans. And so I just want to reassure people that that's kind of a normal progression. You, it's going to take some time to get good at this. And it's not a, uh, here, do this assignment and complete it. And that's it. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. And I, and I think that the... The post that you wrote on this and the subsequent posts are going to be uh, going to be huge helps. Uh, and then also the care plan template that if they go to this post, read this post, use that template and really use the advice that you're giving them here. I mean, I mean, it's not going to happen overnight, but this is going to be a tremendous help. Um, the way that all this information has been put together in this post and everything uh, is really going to give them the the resource that's needed to really make sure you're on the right path that you're not like me and Katie were years ago where we get a care plan back. And it's like, I don't even know why that's wrong. You know, like, you'll know, yeah, you'll, like, you'll know where you're going. With that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> right. That was my biggest frustration was I would write my care plan and then our, it would be really hard for me to come up with my care plan. And then I talked to my, my instructor and be like, Oh, this, this, this It's like, how did you come up with that? Like, I feel yeah. like that's this really random thing for you to pull apart, but it's like pull out of it. But it's like, you realize that stuff after experience. And right now it doesn't seem obvious, but eventually, you know, it will be. So those are, you know, encouragement that it's you're <laughs> it happens. If you're frustrated that's okay and that's normal <laughs> yes and i guess one other thing i'd say at that too is that you're, you're not even going to notice it happening you really won't because we honestly had to go back and think about care plans in nursing school to be able to figure out how to kind of um like put this information into a post and a podcast and stuff because 
it just happens. And, and when you, Susan, and I all got together and we were like, we should teach people about care plans. And we all kind of said, we don't even use care plans anymore. And they were like, wait, no, no, we do. We just don't <laughs> even realize it. Like the thinking is exactly. all happening, but it's happening system and systematically exactly like those boxes appear on a care plan. But it just it just happened, you know, right, right. You just transition to that. And the care plan is, uh, and like we do it so fluidly mm-hmm. and you don't even think about it. And when you go back to the care plan, cause that was always the frustrating thing with work. I'm doing this work all day and I have to go back and I have to chart <laughs> in my care plan. It's frustrating because it's challenging still sometimes to put into words, what you the do. right words, the fancy words, the, the stuff that I just do automatically because I've, I've. I know how to take good care of this patient and what my goals should be. Cause I've had experience at this point. I know what I need to do for my stroke patients, my, you know, seizure patients, my, my cabbage patients. I know what the normal post-op or whatever progression is because I've had experience with it. Now I have to go back and put in the words like that's the frustrating thing, but you know, it takes, it takes time. For sure. And I think one last thing I would like to leave with people too is, is in, uh, in this, in this post, you talk about two different nurses on, on, on the same shift, you know, one nurse that, that, uh, gives the meds on time, you know, does what they're supposed to do, make sure the patient gets their meal charts, leaves on time, you know, and then the other mm-hmm. nurse who, who listens to the patient, responds to the patient's needs, realizes, okay, the patient's still on IV morphine, but they're supposed to go home tomorrow. We need to start transitioning to Norco, um, and having that discussion with the patient, with the physician it takes them a little longer to get things done. And they leave a few minutes late, like which nurse really had the more successful shift. Uh, and I don't know, you want to talk about that for just a minute and then. Yeah, that was, I mean, you think about that. Who do you want taking care of your loved one? I mean, when you're learning how to be a nurse, you know, you can do technically have a shift where you've got everything done. Um, but did you really provide excellent care to that patient where that they're progressing, where they can go home sooner? I don't think nursing students, and I don't know, I know I didn't realize how big of an impact the proactive nurse has Mm -hmm. on patient stays. Um, If you have proactive nurses, they significantly can reduce patient stays. I mean, how many times have you gotten a report where it's like, why didn't somebody address this three days ago? Like Like this patient could have been at the ICU. (laughs) Or even something as simple as like last BM was, I think it was like last Thursday. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like that's a small thing, but so are they on bowel regimen? I don't know. Like, what, right, should we right. check on that? Like, <laughs> you, you'll run into nurses that'll just do their, what they're supposed to, but they're not looking at all of the orders. They're not looking at the big picture. They're not having a plan behind their shift. There you go. So, and, but that's, that's the thing. That's the difference. That's why care plans are important because it, it truly is your plan of attack, your plan for the shift of how you're going to progress that patient. It gives you like that heart failure patient. It gives you that priority when they say priority nursing diagnosis it's not just okay this is this is the most important it's like no it really is for that guy (laughs) that's really what needs to happen today let's say that's your grandpa that's your dad like you he's got a priority that should be the priority to the nurse and while they might have gotten their colace late there's their fluids were restricted Mm -hmm. like they were supposed to be you know like like i think that's the really important thing to see is that they're while they're frustrating doing these care plans but they really if you take this seriously and understand that you have to have a plan behind the care that you provide in a 12-hour shift that you can like 
make this huge impact on this patient's stay. And it's not, you know, I think a lot of people kind of go into it thinking, well, that's the doctor's job. They just Mm -hmm. tell me what to do. And it's like, well, sometimes the nurses aren't even looking at the, like, I I mean, I work in the ICU and in a, in a critical care setting and we get patients up on ventilators, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, oh, well, they put in to get them out of bed, but they're on a ventilator. So they can't, uh, yeah, they can, but it's up to the nurse to take that initiative. The doctor's there for five minutes a day and they, they put in these orders, but it's up to the nurse to progress the patient. And, and that's the, the basis of these care plans and, and how big of a difference that you can make, you know, and, and bringing it back to, would you, what would you want that nurse taking care of your family? Like my, my father-in-law was in the hospital for a stroke, uh, four years ago. And I, I could tell there were a couple nurses that really had that care plan mindset because they were trying to progress him. And then there were those nurses, you know, there was a nurse that was trying to give, he said he had a mild headache trying to give him a milligram of Dilaudid. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Nothing. You need to go to the physician yeah. and just, just continue that order and get him some Norco or some Tylenol. Like that's, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like having that mind, like to look at the big picture and what's important because you have the power to do that because you are the nurse. You know, you, you we're trying to wrap up here, but you touched on a lot of things <laughs> that I could go on for hours about. Um, <laughs> and I'll try to be succinct as I can here. Um my takeaway from what Katie's saying and something I always try to say is don't be the nurse that just checks boxes. Um, there's so many boxes we have to check as a nurse um, <laughs> yes. and we have to check them every 15 minutes, but don't be the nurse that's doing <laughs> their job just to check the box. Um, what happens and you'll see this a lot is that a lot of hospitals will start coming out with new policies, new protocols, new this, new that because something happened. Um mm. But for those nurses that are critically thinking, that are really understanding what they're doing um, and really diving in and, 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 and learning and trying to be the best nurse they can, um, you'll, you'll find that, like, the, how do I want to say this? Um, those protocols are really to for those nurses that just check boxes because they're just trying to get through a shift and get out the door. And so a new thing has to be added on. A new thing has to be added on because they're finding ways that these people are cutting corners. Um, but also on top of that, I want to say like, we get it. Like care plans are annoying. They suck. They're hard. They're uh, tedious when you're in nursing school. But I think what we're trying to let you guys see is that learning how to incorporate these into the way that you are a nurse is going to help you be a better nurse. It's going to help you think faster. It's going to help you, um, take better care of your patients. It's going to just help you be a more well-rounded, a more holistic, a more caring nurse. Um, and then lastly, I want to say like it going along with, with not being a nurse that checked boxes and things like that, it, it can be very frustrating when you, when you have given your all during a shift, you know, you have a, you have a new admin in the middle of the night, um, who's, who's a trauma admin and you get them intubated, you get everything done. Um, but you forget to take the trash out, you know, before the, the day <laughs> shift comes in and the nurse shows up and they, neglect everything that you've done for this patient. Like, well, the trash is still in there. Make sure, you know, you didn't take the trash out. And it's like, are you, are you kidding me? You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll do it. Sure. I'll do it. It's, but I, I honestly like, forgive me for neglecting that there was a full garbage can. When you can see that I have eight drips going, I have a new ventilator going, the doctor's still in the room. You know, we just finished CPR. Yeah. The garbage is there because and it's obviously not because I was trying to ruin your life. Like, don't just worry about those things of like, 
you know, but it's the rule you have to take the garbage out before you go home. You know, don't get so much into those things and really get that critical thinking tied into taking care of the patient. Um, and just don't be that nurse that's just checking boxes and be that nurse that's actually cares, you know? I don't know. Yes. No, I'm, I'm 8 million percent agree with that. Absolutely. I mean, I, that's the thing, like when you realize what's important and what's important are care plans and what's important are, are taking in critical thinking and seeing those big pictures. And yeah, there's those little ticky tack things, which are really frustrating when you've done this great shift mm -hmm. where you really noticed all that important stuff and you forgot this stupid little thing yeah. <laughs> and someone sees you out for it. And it's like, you know what? If that is what matters to this nurse, then there's some real big learning deficits that mm -hmm. need to that are there. Um, but that's that's why it's important that you guys, as nursing students, learn this now, and that this is the um, this is the priority. And us both speaking as critical care experienced nurses are saying, yes, these are important, <laughs> absolutely important. They're tough, but they're worth getting used to and and getting your feet wet and understanding. So that's kind of like. I don't know where, where I'm at with that. <laughs> Agreed. So when you guys get a minute, uh, go to the post. It's about 5,000 words long. There's some downloads there. There's some videos. Wow. Sorry. There's a thunderstorm outside guys right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's pretty big. And so, um, spend some time, dive into those resources, those videos, and really just try to embrace this because we want everybody in the NRSNG family to be that nurse that that gives a damn you know that's not just working for a paycheck because there's so many other jobs you could do uh that are a lot easier than, than nurse all right you guys i hope that was helpful i hope that you can you can now see how much we really believe uh in critical thinking and care plans and how we understand look care plans critical thinking can be really annoying i understand you hear it all the time but listen, understanding how to do them, how to make them work, the process to them is going to make a huge difference in your career, uh, not not just in nursing school, but throughout your entire career as a nurse, okay? So again, head over to nrsng.com slash critical thinking. That's nrsng.com slash critical thinking. All right, guys, you know what time it is now. It's time to go out and be your best self today. Happy nursing. <laughs>